This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of the Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Descott. I hope everybody had a good time with their family and friends over the holiday season. Got to spend some good quality time, maybe with some people you haven't seen in a while. It's always nice to do that no matter what time of year it is, and we're getting close to the end of this year. Just a couple more days left. The Blues last Saturday, of course, played the Vancouver Canucks in their West Canadian road trip where they lost the first two to Calgary and Edmonton, but they played much better against the Canucks. I want to go into that just briefly, go over the stats and who scored the goals, and then we're going to get into looking at Doug Armstrong re-signing with the Blues for four more years. There was a big press conference today. You'll get my thoughts on that. And you guys can always send me your thoughts on that on our Twitter page at OfficialTheDrop. That's all it is. OfficialTheDrop. Send me what you think. Do you think Doug Armstrong deserved four more years? Do you think maybe he deserved a couple more years, but you'd like the Blues to wait a little bit to see how this season panned out? Please let me know what you think because I want to know what Blues fans have got in their mind. Are they happy with this? Are they upset about it? Are they neutral? So before I get into that in the game tonight against the Predators, which is going to be a big game, let's go ahead and go over the stats of that game against the Canucks. Berglund, of course, got the first goal in the first period. His fifth goal of the year, Yashkin gets his eighth assist. Brodziak gets his sixth assist. Brodziak had a very big game. 11 minutes, 17 seconds in the first. The Blues were up one to nothing. Canucks came back early in the second. Brock Bozer, because he gets his 20th goal. Brock Bozer, why everybody's talking about all these other guys. Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, uh, even Braden Shin. Brock Bozer is at a very, very good year. He has gone way under the radar and deserves a lot of credit to why this Canucks team has been playing better of late. They didn't win against the Blues, but they've been playing a lot better of late. And a lot of that has to do with him. Like I said, he gets a goal early in the second his 20th of the year. Vanit gets his 13th assist, and Gagne gets his 11th assist. One minute, 46 seconds in. It would go back and forth during that second period. Both goalies playing well, Markstrom, and of course, uh, Jake Allen. But Kyle Brodziak would break the tie with uh, just a minute and a half left in the second period to get his sixth goal of the year, and Upshaw gets his eighth assist. The Blues are up 2-1, to one, and the Blues are looking pretty good, I thought. I thought they played better defensively. Canucks had a couple opportunities that were pretty good, but Jake Allen made some very good saves. Steen would sell the game up late with a goal in the third period, his fourth goal. Tarasenko gets his 21st assist, 19 minutes, 7 seconds in. The Blues go up 3-1, to one, and of course, they win the game 3-1. to one. Shots on goal, 34 for the Blues, 31 for the Can- Canucks. Face-offs, the Blues won the battle, 56% to 44%. Both teams had two power play opportunities and neither team could uh, come up with anything on those power plays. 
so both penalty kills look pretty good. The Blues out hit the Canucks 23-17. to The Blues, which they've been very good at blocking shots this year, and that's kind of got them hurt too, uh, some of the guys' injuries. The Blues had 20 blocks, and the Canucks had 13. Giveaways, the Blues had 2, and the Canucks had 11. That's just a lot to give up. So the Blues get back on the winning track, and they had this week and tonight after the big holiday break where I'm sure the guys got to spend time with their family and friends. Great to see a lot of them, of course, live in Canada, and they went back to Canada, different provinces, to see their family. So I hope they enjoyed their time off. They get right back at it tonight against the Predators. I think that the keys in getting to this game are just going to be a couple of them, and I'll get into those after we discuss the Doug Armstrong contract and what he's done for the Blues over the years. Doug Armstrong came to the Blues in 2008 after being the GM in Dallas from 2002, I believe, to 2007. When he first went to the Blues, he was the assistant GM, of course, to the great guy Larry Plo. And I've actually talked to Larry Plo. Larry Plo, Larry Plo was an excellent guy. I had a season ticket issue to where the Blues were not allowing me to buy playoff tickets against the Vancouver Canucks. I believe that was in the 2008-2009 season, if I'm not mistaken. And I had had several club seats, which are the all-inclusive seats. And my ticket rep would not sell me any more tickets. They said the Blues were afraid that uh, I was going to resell them. Well, at the time, I was doing a lot of business with people in Canada. And, and um, they were all coming down on the on their private jet. And I needed more tickets. I needed three more tickets. And they refused to give them to me. So I just called the executive offices and asked to talk to somebody and told them how upset I was. And you're not going to believe what happened. And I've heard Larry Plo's voice on the TV. I've heard him on the radio. Yeah, Larry Plo picked up the phone. I was shocked. He picked up the phone, asked me what he could do for me, what the issue was, told me he would look into it. He apologized, said he thanked me for being a blue season ticket holder for the four years previous to that. And they really appreciated me staying with him during some tough times. Just a great guy. He asked about my family, asked how many kids I had, what they were doing, asked about my wife, uh, told me about his wife, and I told him you know, I was very well aware of his wife and what she'd went through. The guy spent 20 minutes on the phone with me, and he told me, he says, you can call me anytime. I'm going to give you my direct number. And I told him, I said, listen, I'm not going to bug you. I said, you're a very busy man. And I said, most stuff that my ticket rep can handle, and I don't think I'm going to have another issue. And he says, I'll get back to you, and I'll get this straightened out. The next day, he calls me about 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. He says, Mr. Descott, I've got you taken care of. I've got you three seats right next to you. He said, we normally make you buy four seats so we don't leave one open. And I said, well, I said, um, I'll buy the other seat. I'll find somebody to take it. He said, oh, thank you so much. He said, I'll make sure we have those four seats available for you through your ticket rep, and your ticket rep's going to call you. And he thanked me again for calling, wish my family the best. Super great guy. So Doug Armstrong had a lot of big shoes to follow in my mind. Also, John Davidson was a great guy. Would always talk to my family and I and business associates up in the uh, club seats. Just a super nice, super nice team of executives at the time. So in my mind, Doug Armstrong had a lot to uh, live up to. Well, he comes in and starts making some some very big moves. You know, while he was there as assistant GM and general manager to start that year of 2010, the Blues got the first round pick from the Ottawa Senators. And they gave the Senators David Runblab. And guess who they got in 2010 for that first round pick? Number 16 overall, Vladimir Tarasenko. So great moves. Awesome move to start. They got Sabotka from Boston for David uh, Warsawski. Another great move. I'm not going to go through all of them. I don't remember all of them. 
They gave up Eric Brewer for Jordan Bennington. Yeah, Jordan Bennington's not been in the NHL, but I think Eric Brewer was a good player, but he was a not a great player, and he was never going to replace number 44. Just, just was not going to do it. Impossible. You cannot replace a big defenseman like that. Impossible. And then the Blues uh, got Joel Edmondson pick from the Sabres. They gave the Sabres Brad Boys, and we all loved Brad Boys for the Blues. He worked his butt off and was a very good player to have in the locker room. And for him, they got the second-round pick that gave them Joel Edmondson, number 46 overall. So the Blues did a lot of good things, very good things. You know, they traded Ben Bishop, and I know that wasn't a popular thing to do in 2012, but the Blues really had no choice. They weren't going to keep him around. They got a second-round pick in 2013 for him. Uh, The Blues uh, did some great things with him. I mean, just some really, really good things. He got uh, Jay Bowmeister for a conditional fourth-round pick, uh, Reed O'Bara, Mark uh, Kundery, and a 2013-2014 first-round pick. And I know I've kind of bashed Bowmeister because he's getting slow in his older age. But that was a very good trade for what Bowmeister gave them in the first couple of years. Just a really, really solid trade. He got a fourth-round pick for an older defenseman who was just not going to be in the Blues' plans in Roman Polak in 2014. That was able to give him uh, Carl Gunnarsson. Uh, he got future considerations for Cracknell. And Ian Cole, you know, I'd like to see Ian Cole back. He's done a lot of good things with the Penguins and won a couple Stanley Cups. They got Robert Bertuzzo. They got Brower and Phoenix Copley in a third round pick for Oshi and a lot of people love Oshi and I don't blame them they uh, gave up Nicholas Lundstrom for uh, Anders Nielsen in the long run uh, another great thing in my mind was the Brian Elliott trade it didn't seem like it at the time but that's how the Blues were able to get Jordan Cairo so you can't complain there the Neil Yakupov trade I, I'm not going to say too much about that they got Zach Sanford Brad Malone uh, last uh, the beginning of this year a 2017 first-round pick and a 2019 conditional second-round pick for Shattenkirk and Phoenix Copley. They got Oscar Sundquist and a first-round pick for Ryan Reeves. I love you, Ryan Reeves, but I'm sorry, that was a great trade for the Blues. And then his best trade in seven years. You got to say it. And even if you want to go back to when he was the assistant GM to Larry Plow, best trade while he's been involved with the Blues in the nine years. Braden Shin for Laterra, a first-round pick, and a conditional 2018 first-round pick. And so far, that's worked out great for the Blues. It's worked out very, very well for the Blues. Can't say enough about it. So let's get into my take on this four-year contract. I think he saved himself a lot with the Braden Shin deal and with the fact you know he was involved when they drafted Tarasenko with that pick that they got. I know a lot of people didn't like the Ryan Miller trade, but the Blues weren't going to re-sign Halak. They just weren't going to do it. Ryan Miller gave an opportunity to see if maybe, as a goalie that's not played for a very good team, maybe he could take them to the next level and get them far in the playoffs. Didn't work. They lost in the first round. But you really can't blame him too much for that trade. I think, after what he did with the Braden Shin trade and some of his recent trades, and to see how some of those picks have turned into good players coming up for the Blues, you got to give this guy some more time. I thought the Blues would wait till the end of the year to see how he deals with some of these injuries, but I'm not upset about it. I mean, if you look at his tenure since tw- just, just 2010 when he took over fully from Larry Plow and not just the fact of being an assistant, the Blues have averaged around 97 points a year. You can't complain about that. 2010-2011, they had 87. Next year, 109. Then you had the strike-shortened season, 60 points out of 48 games. 
111, 109, 107, 99 last year, and they're not even halfway through the season yet, and they've got 48 points. If they keep playing like they've been playing, and I know they lost the last two out of three, this team is probably set for another 100-point season. So I would say he definitely does deserve the contract. I know a lot of fans out there don't like him, but there are fans that love him. I try to stay pretty neutral and look at what he's trying to do. And in my mind, this year, the the way they've handled their injuries and that Braden Shin trade, and if you look back at some of the players he's gotten and and been able to get rid of in the last couple years, you've got to be happy with him. I know people are just shocked that I said that because a couple years ago I was about ready to send him packing. But you've got to give the guy a chance, and you've got to look at his whole time with the Blues. And these last couple years have been much better than his first few years. So when a guy's doing that, you can't just say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to get rid of you. You've got to give him a couple more years. And people are, you know, I, I've heard some people that are upset and like, four more years, it's guaranteed. But guys, let's just say, and I don't think this is going to happen, let's just say the Blues fall apart this year. They fall apart next year. And the year after that, they're not doing well. The Blues can always move on. There's nothing written in stone that says you have to keep a guy around because you owe him money, a general manager. Nothing says that. I don't think we're going to get to that point. He's here. He's going to be our general manager for the next four years. If the Blues are competitive and they can continue to make strides and get better each year, I see no reason why we shouldn't keep him around. So that's my opinion. Like I said earlier, let me know what you think. Go to Twitter. Official the Drop is our Twitter handle. It's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. T-H-E drop. Let me know what you think. I want to hear from everybody. Or if you'd prefer email, send me an email at lanced at droppodcast.com. If you want to talk about anything else, if you want to ask me any question, send it to our Twitter page, official the drop. Now getting back to tonight's game, the Blues will be playing the Predators, who at this point are just playing very, very well. They have been up and down with the Blues last week with who's in first place in the Central. The key in my mind tonight is getting a good game from Jake Allen. Getting those guys out of the front of the net like Forsberg. Stop Forsberg. Stop Subban. Stop Roman Yossi. That's three players you got to stop. I don't know if the Blues can stop all three of them for a whole game, but let's minimize their opportunities. And then we need the defense of the Blues to get involved again. Start pushing up, getting involved in the play when you've got the right opportunity. Don't just come into the zone when you just feel like it. Make sure you guys know when to do that. Stay back when you see a possible rush coming out. And I know a lot of people think, well, that's easier to said than done. Well, yeah, it is. So if the Blues can do that, minimize the mistakes. This team is a team that gets burned by mistakes. A lot of teams, they can overcome those mistakes, and the Blues did that in the first part of the year. And some of these recent games, they've not been able to overcome those mistakes. Minimize the mistakes, get good goaltending, allow under 28 shots, and that's a good recipe for winning. But at the same time, don't allow Pecorine to handle that puck a lot. Get in there, put some pressure on to where he's got to just be able to just scoot it along the boards and not shoot it out to the blue line to somebody or to center ice. Don't let him handle the puck. Try not to dump it in a lot. When the Blues dump it in a lot, especially against Nashville, it's in and out quickly. So carry that puck over the line, get over the line, and then shoot it in a corner where somebody else is going or pass it. And I think you're going to have some good success. Get about 35 shots on Pekka Rene, put some people in front of the net, and the Blues should be doing pretty well by the end of the game. I hope everybody that's able to can get down there. There still are some seats available for this game. It's a big central division tilt, and you would think that it would be on Wednesday Night Rivalries tonight. But no, 
No, it's not. MSNBC has what I call the East Coast sickness. If you're in the East Coast, you're automatically rivals. Uh, tonight, it's the Rangers and Capitals. Yeah, a little bit more of a rival than some of the matchups they've had recently. In my mind, if I wasn't a Blues fan and somebody said, you want to watch Washington and the Rangers or you want to watch the Blues in Nashville, I'd rather watch Blues in Nashville. And I, I think a lot of people around this globe would say the same thing. Nothing against the Capitals. They're, they're one of my favorite teams. They're in my top five teams. They're my favorite East Coast team. A lot of people probably upset about that. But, hey, you got to give props to T.J. Oshie, Ovechkin, uh, Holtby, and the rest of the guys there. Just some great players. And I want to see them do well. It would be great to see them meet the Blues in the Stanley Cup, wouldn't it? That would just be awesome. Well, like I said, make sure you get down to the Scott Trade tonight, or if you want to call it to the, the to-be-named arena, whatever. Get down there, watch it on TV, go to a local uh, eatery, a local pub, watch it. Just make sure you don't miss this game. I think it's going to be a very good game. This has been your host, Lance Descott. This has been The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.